Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Savers proud to select from Winnipeg in the Western Hockey League, Zach Benson. A lot of people like this guy, just yeah. smart. Hey guys, Zach here. Uh, super stoked to be a Saber. I uh, can't wait to get started and uh, let's go Sabres. You know, it was amazing. Everything you worked for, everything you've done your whole life, you dream about this. Hello, Sabres fans. Really excited to meet you all. Talked to Buffalo throughout the season. Really enjoyed my time there. It's a, it's a great city. I'm just extremely excited to be a Sabre and can't wait to start my journey. You know, going home, back to my home rink and, and everything. So kind of uh, earn every opportunity I can get there. So excited to come home and get started. Go Sabres. I had a good interview with uh, Buffalo at the Combine and uh, I'm so excited. I, I got no words. You know, just to hear your name called, it's something that you'll only experience once in a lifetime. So I think it's just awesome. Sabres class of 2023 has been drafted and we are back to a one-hour show, Marty. I don't know how we're going to handle all the pressure that comes with cramming everything humanly possible into a less than 60-minute window, but we will lean on our experts. Shayna Goldman, 2023 draft expert along with <laughs> hockey insider Darren Dreger from TSN. It's we not kid. even an hour show for, for us. It's a 20-minute show. We just let Dregs and Shayna take the rest of the way, and we're good. Big, big week for Tage Thompson. Man, was he prolific in Nashville. Wouldn't you agree? Okay, so I'm very disappointed, Duffer, because both videos of Fishing in the Dark that I got from Tootsie's on the third floor – because I wanted to get as many videos of that song so that every mm -hmm. time Tage would score next year, I would tweet one out. Say, there, Tage, he, he probably scored 150 goals just in the in the, the three days that we were in Nashville. There is uh, no question, question that Fishing in the Dark was the most played song oh of a, in goodness. any establishment that we frequented. It was just over and over and over on loop. That and long neck, ice cold beer never broke my heart. Oh my gosh. We heard that one 150,000 times too. But anyway, I get home and I'm like, kids, like, this is awesome. We got to go to Nashville. You guys got to experience it, whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, although Owen Power was, you know, too, too, not tall enough to get into any of the establishment. But um, sure. I'm like, look, like, this is a couple of videos. And the sound is crappy. The sound is bad because there's too many people like 
singing and talking and right around the phone, right? So the sound on my phone when recording Fishing in the Dark for Tage Thompson was was not good. So what you're telling me is that your phone has the same problem that my phone has when sharing audio because I just tried to play Olivia Rodrigo's new song that was out today and you couldn't hear a word of it. Well, my phone has a problem recording. Your phone has a problem playing. So combine the two of them and we're in business there. Some would say they should take us off the air if we have if we have those kinds of problems. Okay, well, so Vegas next year draft. Um, maybe. Last year I thought, well, yeah, last year I thought, wow, how do you all do Montreal? Like Montreal was great. And the buzz that was Montreal having the first overall pick mm-hmm. and being in Montreal. And then they brought in Marty St. Louis to speak to the crowd. They had... Uh, Mike Bossy and Gila Fleur's family there because of their passing right before. Like it was very emotional. And then they picked Slavkowski. Montreal did an amazing job. Now we get to Nashville this year, obviously Music City. It's fantastic. But the way the draft more so ended was with that same emotional attachment when Tom Fitzgerald and the New Jersey Devils traded his last pick to David Poyle and the Nashville Predators so that David mm-hmm. Poyle can make one last call. The whole draft floor got up for an ovation for David Poyle, who was their only direct uh, um, general manager with the Nashville Predators until now, Barry Trotz is. So, uh, and Tom Fitzgerald was their first ever captain in Nashville. So that was a great story there. Uh, and next year, Vegas, well, supposed to be Vegas. So no, no uh, I was only saying you and I might not make the make the cut. Well, I mean, we I mean, make the cut. We, I don't know if Shayna Goldman will get her way, find her way. Shayna's getting a gold ticket to ensure she gets there a week ahead of time. <laughs> she oh. may travel a few days ahead of time. We'll talk to her at twelve thirty. But so I'm like, how does Vegas? I'll do that, right? Like it was, it was really cool in Nashville this year. So many people. How do they do it? They outdo it by not thanking a single member of the 31 other clubs because they'll just say, we are the champions again. That's how they do it. Okay, there's a chance that could that could happen. It's <laughs> a, a chance real chance, Vegas man. could do that. And uh, free agency opening tomorrow is going to, you know, be a, another player into the whole thing. Although I feel like Vegas have done their homework. They re-signed Barbashev. They re-signed Aiden Hill. They traded away Riley Smith. Like, they're almost... All set for next year. They got their group of defense. They don't need to move anybody out. They're all good in Vegas. So Vegas takes tomorrow off. They just think of next year, how they celebrate their cup. Well, they are in a great position. And if I was a betting person, I would definitely be placing it on them to repeat. Um, All right. We have a huge day, despite a limited time window here. And we have a poll question out right now that was not the poll question we ever intended asking at this point in time. But things changed dramatically in the last 48 hours. Yes. So we heard from Kevin Adams yesterday, and that was on the topic of Jack Quinn's injury. So it prompted this question, how does the injury to Jack Quinn change the plan for the Sabres in free agency? Now, the question could have been, how or does it change at all (laughs) the plan for free agency? And I think... Now, Marty, you're you're good at putting a voice on our tweeters. You know, oh. like you tend to know how they sound. Now, I'm going to say that Sill is probably coming in with a little bit of snark on this one. Even though it, it reads nicely, it won't change anything. I'm going to say 
that the follow-up to that is you don't sign a player for three more years to back up a guy who will miss 38 to 40 games. So there's my snarky <laughs> tweet voice for the week. And still, I apologize if it's not that, but I actually 100% agree. That's why oh, I yeah. phrased the question. Like, I don't think it changes anything, but here's the reality. Well, I, the I free, agent, free agency does start tomorrow. So that's the reality. That's why it's a timely question. And that's why we want your feedback at Sabres Live on Twitter. So if I look at it for me, top 4D is still the priority. There was no trades in Nashville. That's the most disappointing thing of everything that happened during the draft was the lack of trades, the lack of player movement, some big names that were rumored to be moved. Nothing in the first round, which was boring. Like just, you know. I don't know about uh, you. I was not bored at all because we had the greatest location ever. We uh, had the most fantastic location and we didn't have to stand for four hours. So we were sitting down, which was awesome. Uh, but no, I'm just saying like it was lather, you know, wash, repeat, rinse, repeat. Right. It was that's mm. what it was. It was here's a pick and 32 of them came by without any trades. Mm. Now, the Sabres plan for me doesn't change because of Jack Quinn's injury, because the plan in my opinion, is always going to be adding a top four defenseman. Darlene, Samuelson, Power, and Player X. So that doesn't change. I like what Jake says here on Twitter. He says, Sabres might say it doesn't change our plans, but you've got to at least consider now keeping Olofsson around, which I think is, is fair. If you were really thinking Victor Olofsson didn't have a spot, right? Because you're thinking, okay, you got Skinner, Tuck Thompson, you had Cousins, Paterka, Quinn, mm-hmm. you have Middlestat, and maybe you're thinking of a Kulik and Savoy for nine games or a Rusek or anybody else there. And then you have a Greenway, uh, Oposo, Gergensen, maybe Tyson Jones, like you're at, rounding up your fourth line. Now you have a spot for Victor Olofsson to say, hey, why don't we try to make this work a little bit more and we don't have to look outside. Everything is internal. Everything is either with Victor Olofsson or with uh, Casey Middlestat or with one of our prospects in in Rochester that have performed really well this year. Just like Jack Quinn and J.J. Paterka were able to fill in a gap last year. Maybe one of those guys can fill in the gap this year. So I don't think it changes how they're going to approach free agency because I really feel that internally is where the answer lies. Uh, but who knows? May- maybe there's something that's too good to pass on. And and look, Frank Cervalli about a couple of minutes ago just tweeted, Matt Duchesne, Blake Wheeler, Kyler Yamamoto, Riley, all on con- unconditional waivers today for the purpose of being uh, a buyout. Mike I mean, Riley. Mike Riley of the, uh, of the Boston Bruins. I mean, I'm not touching any of those guys. Like, I don't care if they're being bought out and whatnot. Like, there's nobody that I feel is going to help up front on the free agent market. Well, that's that's not true. <laughs> it's not true. Those guys, there's certain players in there that would help. It's just you're not getting them on the contract where it would help. No, exactly. Well, yeah, I, I, the whole thing is, can you get them at a, at a contract that makes sense? Do they fit the Sabres core or group that you're moving forward? Um, so, what about the money? It just does not make sense to me. There was a trade at the draft that was mildly head scratching, although not when you recognize that Edmonton is up against it and they have to make moves. But like, did you not think 
that Clint Costin outperformed a lot of Edmonton Oilers players at the end of last year? Like, I thought he why, was really good. I did too. Like, why but would you, you know just what? give him away with Yamamoto, who's now going to be bought out by Detroit? Like, well, give him something. And why? And you know what we never talked about? Sorry, I'm getting really animated here. No, why? No. Why? 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 Why did they? <laughs> why did they sign Derek Ryan to a multi-year deal on a 35-plus contract? I don't care if they're paying him two pennies a year. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, so those multi-year deal and the 35-plus contract can come back to really bite you. Well, it's not that because there's no money in it. I just don't understand. Like, all due respect to Darren, when he finally broke into the NHL at an advanced age, I was like, this is one of the great stories. I love it. I'm so happy for him. But I don't get it. Like, Clem Costin was, was, I thought, impactful, reasonably speaking. So The the word with Kim Kim, Clem Costin with the Edmonton Oilers is that the Oilers were negotiating against the KHL. Costin mm. has got a really nice deal with the KHL, Daddy. Understandable. And so, are you going to give Costin two million dollars a year? Mm-hmm. Like, is that does that make sense? Now, you signed Derek Ryan to nine hundred grand a year for two years. If you're yeah. the Oilers, you're like, like, like that's that's league minimum. That's an entry level deal. That's the type of player that we need to fill in. Costin was better, but. The difference between nine hundred thousand and maybe going over two million dollars—that's really what it was. Oh no, I get it. It's just weird. Anyway, Yamamoto's being bought out. Duchesne's being really bought out. Do we really believe the Oilers know that how to put it together? Like they've not been able to do it. Now they lucked out with Evander Kane, which worked out good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could have gone the other way. They've not been mm-hmm. able to figure it out. Now maybe Ekholm is going to help, and Evan Bouchard is going to help, and all of that. But they still are. You know, Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner and that, they still uh, are the same team they were at the start last year. Mm-hmm. I think Duchesne, I mean, this is tough. Like, again, I'll say what I just said. I think if you were ever to get them on short-term deals, I don't think there's a problem, especially with Duchesne. Although, Duchesne doesn't have the best track record. Quite frankly. No, it doesn't. Now, uh, but I don't know why. And I think that's a terribly unfair thing to say. But, you know, whether it was Colorado or Ottawa or the whole three-way deal in Nashville, like, I mean, he eventually rebounded and gave Nashville one of the greatest individual seasons we've ever seen two years ago when he topped 40. So... I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm, there's, I'm of like six minds here. Um... Who's the best fit for Matt Duchesne right now? And what do you think he's going to do? Because obviously he's got plenty of money based on what he's earned over the last contract plus. Okay, so two things to that, Duffer. Number one, the Nashville Predators. This is what happened, and this is why, you know, the Sabres, despite, you know, the last few years and saying, oh, Calo Poso is big free agent contract, right? And Uh it's a lot of money, and that was a bad contract. But, okay, the Sabres were not in a position to say we're against the cap, we're competing, it is hurting us. It did not hurt the Sabres because of the position they were in. And it turns out Kyle's your captain, a great leader, and mm-hmm. the, the organization is going to be better for that in the long run, right? So you can make something out of that. But right now, Barry Trotz and the Nashville Predators are paying Ryan Johansson $4 million on retained salary from the trade that they made. Mm-hmm. They're pay- paying Matias Ekholm 250000 on retained salary. 
Matt Duchesne, 2.5 million on a buyout and Kyle Turris, 2 million on a buyout. They are paying almost $9 million to four players next year that are not in the organization. This season. Yeah. Wait till next year. Well, the year after is gigantic. Yeah. It's almost 12. And then the year after you're back to about 9 million. Mm -mm. So well, no, but the years are nine, 12 and 9 million on players that are not with your team. Correct. But Matt Duchesne represents a Minnesota esque issue. If the predators were a cap team, it's tolerable this year. It's ungodly next year and the year after yes. at 5.5 and 6.5 million for cap hits. And then it twin, you know, dwindles down to 1.5 for the remaining three. So you talk about the cost of doing business. This is not a for the faint of heart move. Like Nashville does not, they're not as, how do I say it? I don't think they roll in the dough quite like the Leafs and the Rangers do. No, it, it, it's you know twofold. what I mean? Like it's, it's great. Like we were just affected. there. It's, it's yeah. such a great hockey market and it's been such a positive development for the NHL for 25 years now, but that doesn't make them independently wealthy, <laughs> you know? So these are hard, hard business decisions that, Poyle on exit and trots on entry are making for this group. And it was Bill Guerin on entry with the Minnesota Wild that made the decision to buy out Ryan uh, Suter and Zach Parise. And it's going to cost them, you know, 12 million on dead cap. Like there's a lot, but, but there's two ways that teams deal with business um, with your salary cap and how any transactions you make affect your, affects your salary cap and also in pure dollars. If you are the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs and New York Rangers and the Chicago Blackhawks and, and some of the really bigger market that at the end you say, eh, that $4 million, it doesn't you know stop us from being profitable. We still are going to make a lot of money and we're just going to bite that $4 million now. But the Nashville Predators right now are behind the eight ball in two different ways because so? it affects their cap and because they're not a money-making organization like look they're profitable i would i would would assume i don't know that nashville is close to being profitable but they're not a money-making machine and now you're you're basically just spending money out there but anyway i i feel like we had all good intentions to go in and talk more sabers and but this is what like coming up on the draft and going into free agency there's so many more league stories that just kind of, you know, keep appearing from behind a a door. You open a door and it happens. And they impact, every move impacts every team in some way. And whether it's right now or contractually down the road as a comp in the form of signing or in a buyout or an idea, like all of this stuff matters. And that's the now without looking, and I know you're looking, so don't look. Do not look at your screen, close cap friendly, Cleanse your mind. Please try to tell me without looking who the Nashville Predators highest paid forward is going into this season on 
their active roster. Okay, well, I think the guy that I'm thinking about would be Philip Forsberg, but he was on the IR at the end of the season. Oh, that's my bad. Yeah, I knew something looked amiss there. You're right. It's Philip Forsberg. (laughs) Sometimes, you know what? Hopefully he's not still hurt. I, I and now I clicked in and it's uh, Colton Sissons, right? Uh, That's the one you're Colton thinking. Colton Sissons followed yes. by Yakov Trenin, who I yes. thought got like squeezed hard, landing on one point seven, and then Tomasino, Parsonen, who was good, yep. Novak, who was great, McCarron, Sherwood, Kiefer Smith, Sherwood. and you know, glass half full. I'll say so. Like, who else are they going to spend the money on? Cody Glass is getting a raise. Right now, at age twenty-four, and as a RFA, I, I like look. Maybe, maybe this year is going to be a tough one in Nashville, and maybe this. But why year, they've got a good defense and an elite goaltender? And but I'm saying maybe that would be the uh, uh, again. But yes, everything right. that I'm... you debate in, internally would be: is this time to move on from UC Soros and acquire a ton of other picks and players and prospects? to re-go forward, right? To move in a different direction. So that's really maybe the, the the next 12 months will bring that for Nashville. All right, then. I was thinking that Darren Dreger had been bought out, but apparently he's still active on our roster. He'll, we'll get to him in a minute. And we are fast approaching the preseason, the regular season. Before we can do that, fans will be able to take in unique experiences, special programming, and live music throughout the day it is sabers fan fest happening in alumni plaza at key bank on september the 16th we encourage you to go to sabers.com slash fan fest for more drags just under the wire like you're beating last call at tootsies we've got five of your best minutes coming up here to explain why everyone was seemingly grossly disappointed with the lack of trade activity at the draft yeah, I, I mean, I'd count me in that group too, right? I mean, uh, we had a, a flurry of activity on the trade front leading into the week and early in the week in Nashville, and then it just came to a screeching halt. And I think that we all kind of hoped that on on Wednesday as part of round one, that of course, there's got to be something. The Preds need to make a splash, you know. Uh, could Montreal throw the fifth pick overall into the mix and and on and on it went. And there were so many players that could have been and maybe should have been in play. Philadelphia trying to do something, Travis Sanheim, and the list does go on and on. Um, What we learned then getting through Thursday is just how tight everything is money-wise, right? And then you throw no trade clauses on top of that. And what we're seeing now today, a rash of buyouts, and it's pretty evident that uh, teams are trying to change the look of their clubs, but doing it in a different manner, not wanting to take on money by contracts or longer term deals. So does that mean that potential deals like a Connor Hellebuck deal and whoever else is on the market yeah. for trades, maybe John Gibson, the goalie carousel is is very fascinating because there hasn't been any movement yet. But does that mean that those deals are are done like it's not going to happen this summer because usually when we get to july one it's all free agents and then after that it's cottage season nobody trades anybody yeah i think it's too soon marty to say that the goalie market is done as far as the trade uh and when you're looking at those two guys you're looking at the cream of the crop in terms of, of the guys that have a little bit of contract and in gibson's case a little bit more um but where the issue comes into play is the teams that are interested in those two guys 
um, are trying to kind of just fully stabilize uh, their goaltending because they believe that they can be a contending team. You know, New Jersey would love to have Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck, I think, would like to go to the New Jersey Devils. The problem is Tom Fitzgerald can't even look at his $6.2 million cap hit for next season, let alone the contract extension that happens beyond that. And, and so Fitzgerald and the Devils need either Winnipeg to retain money or find a broker to retain money. Um, and in Anaheim's case, this one is is wild for me. Because, again, there are some tire kickers. There are some teams that are interested in John Gibson, but they want the Anaheim Ducks to retain money. And what I was told on the draft floor was that Verbeek has basically said, okay, well, for me to go to my owner and retain money, uh, we're going to need at least two, maybe three first-round picks as part of that trade. Well, who's (laughs) giving three (laughs) first-round picks? You know, it's ridiculous. So that's... Kind of where that's at. It's kind of where it's at at this point. So basically right. the GMs are doing what every um, lead singer of all these bands in Nashville is. They're going around with the bucket asking yeah. for $200 and hoping yeah. they get 100 in there. Yeah, they that's ought to, the way it looks. They ought to contact me. I'm broke because of it. I don't that's have any wild, more huh? cash either. Yeah. That's why, you, That's why you, you know, you actually, it's it, it maybe seems a little cheap to walk around with $1 bills in your pocket. <laughs> Unless the music is outstanding, and in most places, I didn't. I didn't visit as many honky tonks as you two guys did. I mean, every time I had five minutes to walk, you guys were bumping coming out of Tootsie's or whatever, Rippies so, or Legends yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just nailed all three. That was it. We our square footage covered was very limited, so yes, we we stayed close, but. Uh, Marty, such little respect shown to the goaltending fraternity when it pertains to Mackenzie Blackwood. There has been a move. He went to San Jose. So don't tell me the goalie carousel (laughs) didn't get started. Um, Is UC Soros now more in play because of what Nashville has just decided to do with Matt Duchesne? Well, look, I mean, we asked uh, the, 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 the hierarchy of the Nashville Predators this week about Soros. And we were told that he is not in play. Um, okay. And they would have known that they were, you know, going the, down the path of buying out Matt Duchesne, you know, in, at the point of making that comment. It's curious, and I haven't talked to Barry Trotz or David Poyle for that matter, um, but, you know, people are automatically jumping to a culture change. There needs a culture change. You know, Ryan Johansson gets moved, now Matt Duchesne gets bought out. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not in that dressing room. Um, I've heard rumors. I've all of that. I don't know it to be true. What, what I know is that Trotz clearly wants to change among his forwards. <laughs> That's a, abundantly yeah. obvious because he just moved or is about to move two of his primary guys. I, I just don't think that Saros is, is in the group of players that Barry Trotz is going to try and move out. What gets done first for the Sabres? A Dowling extension, a Nolan Power extension, or getting a top four defenseman to go along with those two studs? Well, I mean, it. we know how hard Kevin Adams is trying to add that top four defense, right? And and maybe when you get through free agency and Dmitry Orlov lands wherever he's going to land, if it's not in Buffalo, then um, maybe then that point, you know, Adams is able to, to find the, the right fit, whether it's Noah Hannafin, whether it's Brett Pesci, I mean, go down the list of all the guys that I'm sure you guys have talked about to this point. So what we're learning from other clubs, and I haven't talked about, uh, to Kevin about this is look after your own stuff first. You know, you're not just sitting there spinning tires 
and trying to like they've had all the trade conversations to this point. Everybody knows what Buffalo is willing to part with. And I mean, I'm talking about other managements. They know how you can make this fit. So if the phone isn't ringing or there isn't a deal to be made, you have to look after your own. That's happening in Toronto. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happens with Power and Darlene in Buffalo. Is David Camp available before tomorrow? No. Okay. <laughs> that I, don't know, you know I don't understand the, the outrage over. It's not that. outrage. It's intriguing. No, he's a heck of a player. I don't doubt it, but you don't need to give him four years. Anyway. Well, well, you probably did just to get the AAV down to that 2.4 or whatever it was, right? It's just funny, only from a distance, and I know we are a long ways away, but it just, don't we keep hearing that they just want to keep retooling their bottom six? And like last I checked, isn't he in the bottom six? Like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. It's weird. Yeah, well, they're going to lean on cheap guys. You know, Matthew Nice is going to play in their top six. On an entry-level contract. And they're blessed to have that. I mean, he's going to be a huge boost at a very low dollar. I know Nylander in Toronto, and, like, you can't go back with the same group again. I mean, that's not going to happen. Well, and I'm not not opposed to that thinking, Marty, but you say trade Nylander, it's not that easy. You know, again, like, who's taking on a $10 million contract? And, And really, that's probably fair to William Nylander based on the points that he's put up. And, but I think what has to happen here, guys, steal a page from the Vegas Golden Knights or the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, sometimes you just have to move your pieces out to create opportunity for others. You're not going to like what you're getting in return, Mm -hmm. but just moving that contract, you know, is, uh, is a win to some degree. So we'll see how it plays out with Nylander. Yeah. Without question. I think you just nailed it there. Dregs. Thank you. We appreciate the time. I know it was a busy week in Nashville and uh, a lot of moving parts everywhere. So nice to reschedule and get you in here for a few minutes today on a Friday, which allows us to say, have a great weekend. No, no, no. I'm going to extend that. Have a great summer because I am wheels up next Tuesday, boys. So have a good one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dregs, you've earned it. See you soon, bud. All right. Hockey insider Darren Drager from TSN. Shayna Goldman adding to our Friday festivities when we return. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. 
Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. If we could extend a hug down the airwaves right now, we would do so for our next guest, Shayna Goldman. It's been an arduous week, to say the least, and that uh, <laughs> that did not result in a live Shayna Goldman showing on our extended programming from Nashville. She's with The Athletic. She's our Friday staple. And dare I ask, Shayna, in one sentence, how would you describe your Nashville draft experience? It was amazing. I had the best time seeing everybody I wanted to see, eating all the food I wanted. It was it was really it was just this amazing experience for me. So you basically it's the only time she's ever lied to, to us. Instagram and Twitter for like 48 hours. Is that what it was like? Yeah, I I think Tuesday night I I literally started unpacking at that point and I decided to rearrange my entire closet to just not be on Instagram because I was like, this this is terrible. I can't do it. Shannon never got there. It was travel day, days from hell, so to speak. Marty, how would you describe your Nashville experience? Um, it was like fishing in the dark. It was, uh, that's, <laughs> I heard that song, like I said, 30,000 times and um, saw a lot of people. So Shana, we miss you. I'll be honest with you. Um, I saw Chris Boda. Uh, is it Boda or Boda? Is How do we say it? From the Islanders? From the Islanders. Boda, uh, I think. Boda. Yeah, I yeah. saw him there. I saw Katie Strang, and I was like, hey, I'm like, uh, me hearing Shano's having some issues, but I saw so many people from the Athletic there, obviously. And uh, yes, you were greatly missed, but um, you know what? We'll do it again in Vegas next year. We'll, we'll, try. The, what, we'll make it all up. So what's the big story now? It's buyout Friday in the NHL, apparently. Uh, we still have very few trades to speak of since when the draft commenced and free agency begins tomorrow what's uh what's the big story there aren't that many good players available in free agency so it's it's a little weak the big story i would say is the players who weren't traded during yeah. the draft which we all expected yeah. and the more i think about it the more i do think it kind of makes sense because we're seeing the rise of sign and trades which literally never happened before before matthew kachuk and now everybody wants to take you know take notes because it's a copycat league and we're seeing that happen more and more pierre dubois was you know a recent example of it these players who are up in 2024 can't extend till july 1st so i wonder if that's coming into the fold a little bit more and why trades weren't happening because teams don't want to trade players without that certainty and not every player and team gets to speak before the trade. It all depends on, you know, their their current team. So I wonder if the trade market will heat back up once that can change. Is buyout now, and we we talk about the Nashville Predators with, you know, almost $9 million in dead money this year with retained salary and buyout $12 million next year and again nine the year after. Um, is this going to be some of the organization downfall? Like you look at Minnesota with what they did with Suter and Parise, now Nashville. Um, other teams are buying out players left and right. Like, is that going to be a downfall in a few years from a uh, lack of growth in the cap? It might be, but I guess everybody's looking at it saying that if you can take the hit this year and you can afford it, a team like Vancouver, they knew the cap savings they would have gotten this year for Oliver ekman Larson. It made all the sense in the world, but with the future cap growth, I think some teams are thinking, you know what, this is something we can withstand. And someone like Matt Duchesne, that contract going, I think is just a huge win for Nashville right now because they're just 
clearing out what doesn't need to be there, what's not in the future. And they're getting so proactive with it when they could have waited. Maybe things will change next year with the new coach. Maybe the vibes will be different. And they're like, nope, we we have a plan. And if it means, you know, eating a couple dollars, we're going to do it to make it happen because it's all about the future and we can't dwell on the past. So certain teams, I think, are going to be totally fine with it. But I'm sure we'll see teams like the Wild that we keep seeing that, you know, dead space killing them. It was with the Rangers a couple of years ago, too. It's the risk of a buyout. And sometimes the current situation of that freedom, you know, surpasses the need for the long term. But it does feel like everybody's counting on cap growth. And we know what happened last time. So hopefully this time the cap growth actually happens. Well, presumably nobody's focusing too much on the eight million and dead cap that the Hawks are carrying around, and uh, they obviously are. Is that is that wait? When you say eight million and dead cap, are you talking about Foligno and Perry? Uh, that's what is I was that, just no. about to ask. Is that are we the talking million? Dead cap no. or like dead uh, cap? No, no, or is it those, sixteen million uh, when you those, add those, those two? Those would be filed under new cap charges, <laughs> and uh, they belong to some elderly statesmen. And yes, in fact, Corey Perry's four million dollar deal is done on the heels of Foligno getting one too. Yeah, it's a weird weird world we are living in do you have any sense as to the best fit and for how long matt duchene might find himself in Ooh, that's a tough one because at this point you know if a team's gonna go for him they don't have to pay him his actual value which is nowhere near that eight million dollar cap but it hasn't been for some time and it's gonna be the value of a winger right he he doesn't play center anymore he's not very good down the middle so accepting that and trying to get him on the bargain like it might work for some teams, but it's going to be interesting to see. I feel like it'll be a team that wants more of a cheap veteran presence that goes for it. Kind of like what Ottawa did with Drew last year, even though Drew, I think, is a little more versatile and productive. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, which teams go for that. Or does Duchesne just want to play? If he just wants to play, a team like San Jose should be in on him because they just need goal support wherever they can get it on the wings. So why not throw him into the fold, you know, as a temporary option and then try to raise his value and move him at the deadline because they have all the lineup space in the world for it. But it just feels like this is a player who has fallen out of favor so much. I don't know how much interest there really will be. Um, JT Comfer is projected by many to gather about $5 million on a free agent contract. Tyler Bertuzzi is projected by many to get about 5.2 to 5.5 million. I find that that's crazy to think that they would be making the same money. Am am I nuts or do I think Bertuzzi should have more value than JT Comfer? No, you're not nuts. And I think I think it's like positional blindness, honestly, right? And versatility. Like we're also blinded at the idea of a good utility forward, which JT Comfort is. He's someone that can, you know, pivot a third line and be a really strong defensive presence. He literally was a selkie caliber player this year, but he's also someone who can step up and play with the best in the world. He can play with Miko Ranson and keep pace without being a defensive weight on the line, which is something that every team seeks because how often do we hear they have this offensive star, but he lacks in his own zone. You need to balance it out with someone with a little more two-way presence. And so often that's someone that drags the line down. But the difference is JT's a very good player. He can learn a little bit more offensively from his sister, Jesse. And then maybe he would be that $5 million player, but I just don't buy it right now. I get the flaws in Bertuzzi's game. He's not great defensively. There's been some injuries before and he's coming off a bad year. Um, If you look only at the surface level and focus on Detroit pre deadline and really pre all-star break because he started to turn around below the surface without the scoring to match. But to me, that is a playoff type player that can get to the net front area, has a finishing touch. And it's something that you just don't teach. I think he would be a little bit more valuable. 
Comfort is a weird one for me. Love the player. I just don't love the idea of spending what may get spent on him. And I, I think Bertuzzi is well over a $6 million player in today's world, if not broaching seven, but that's just because I assume somebody would take a huge leap, uh, you know, of faith there. And, and then part of me says, I always thought he was going to go back to Detroit. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but um, what else and who else um, maybe has your attention the most? Like, Debrinkit's name never, you know, came fully to light at the draft, but based on salary alone and past production, he has to be one of the biggest names still to be talked about heading into free agency and teams trying to create space tomorrow, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I know like the Senators didn't have a first round pick, so there was like some talk that maybe they would try to get back into the round, but it feels like that would have been a mistake. And it's exactly what Chicago did last year when they traded him. They traded him for an imbalanced return just to get back into the first round when there really was no pressure to do it at that point. So with Ottawa, if they're taking the measured approach, which it does seem like they are, and now, you know, they have the answers on the ownership that we're missing before. Maybe that changes the tone of the conversation with the player and a trade is taken off the board altogether, which seems super unlikely. It just seems like they can wait until August. Why not? You know, it, players like Debrinkat and Nylander, I think, are the two biggest names that could potentially get moved. And it's still a potential for both. There's no clarity on either one. But those are the players that not a lot of teams can afford. But those that can, the Detroits, the Buffaloes, the Seattles of the world, why not take a big swing? Those are the players to bet on versus the 28, 29-year-olds that'll be available in free agency. You did mention Jesse Comfer. So um, I figured we'd ask you about the uh, PW, PHWPA, which is the Professional Hockey Women Players Association, and they're buying of the Premier Hockey Federation. So one league starting in January. Is this good? Is this not good? What do we make of the some weird merger or everything that's happened with women's hockey now professional women's hockey in North America. I think the idea of one league is a good thing in theory. I don't think we were ready for it. I think that a year of two leagues competing against each other was actually going to be really good because I think they were going to push each other. You know, the whole idea of not being together in the first place was each side had some differences, but if you can say this side's going to get a, you know, a league minimum salary and the other one goes, wait, we need that too. And maybe the next one goes, well, we're doing this for our health insurance. And you know, the other league can turn back and say, we need to beat that. We need to do something better. I think that could have been a good thing, but given the financial standing of the PHF, I guess this is the best case scenario in in some ways, but it's still really bad. This the, the entire thing is horrible that players' contracts could just be terminated at will, that they're not getting paid unless they got their signing bonuses, that the PHF gave out false promises, but it doesn't look like the PW is doing things perfectly either. They're rushing some things along, I think, to kind of prioritize some of their players first and foremost. And, you know, the biggest takeaway is how many jobs are about to be lost because this league is not going to be as big as it would have been with two competing teams. That could have been 10 teams. This might be six or seven. Huge developing story, and it will uh, definitely be in the news cycle here for the next few days. Competing, obviously, in the hockey realm with free agency that begins tomorrow. Shana, do you see the Sabres um continuing down the path of exploring trade options to boost that top four or even make the goaltender move and or seeing them in unrestricted free agency tomorrow I feel like the goaltending question is going to be a little bit interesting moving forward do they think they're a team that needs to swing big maybe they go for something a little quiet like Logan Thompson but I do think that they have to do something there even if it's just to get a really solid 1B for, for Devin Levi mm -hmm. just in case it's like a safety net for him which should be the priority his development but I do think that like the 
The big question is, what are they going to do on defense? That's the thing we're all the most curious about, right? Is it, could they go for a Brett Pesci? Could they go for a Noah Hannafin? Could they go for someone in the free agency market? Maybe Carson Soucy. Like we've talked about all those names, but I do have a couple questions at forward and the Jack Quinn injury kind of presses that a little bit more. For me, I was looking around at who's available via free agency and there's some, you know, solid depth forwards. But someone who kind of sticks out to me that I'd be really curious about is a trade option from the Jets because it does feel like they need to move players out very soon. I would be looking at Nino Niederreiter because I think he's that two-way versatile forward with really good finishing talent, which we know the Sabres need, that would, I kind of think, just add another level, not just to the top uh, six, but to the top nine. Because if you're going to learn anything from Vegas, it's have versatile forwards throughout your top nine, and this would help. Nina Ryder would be on his what? On his fort organization? <laughs> yeah, in short order. Islanders, Canes, yeah. Wild. Oh, more Preds, than that. Jets. Right, but in short order for, yeah. yeah. Predators, yeah. Yep. So, yep. Uh, I mean, sometimes it's because you're in demand and sometimes there's other reasons. I like Nino Nita Ryder. I think he uh, he could. I'd rather have follow if we're going to trade with the Jets. Oh, yes, so. that too. Okay. That's fair, we'll but he's a good four checker. And I think that'll balance out the rush game a bit mm-hmm. of Buffalo. Unless they say, the brush game is our strength. Go for someone like Pierre Engvall. Yeah, we were actually talking about him off air, but Shana, we're tight for time. So we have to bid adieu and really hope that in the next highly publicized league-wide event, we are all there in person. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Thank you. We will see you soon. Enjoy free agency. Thank you. Shana Goldman from The Athletic will wrap Sabres Live after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. A $10 dog caused me third-degree burns. Oh, my gosh. That is my summary of Nashville in conjunction with my recent Fallout Boy trip. Like, if that was a song of Fallout Boys 20 years ago, that would be it. A $10 dog caused me third-degree burns. This or that, what was the hottest... Um, food item you got the ten dollar dog. Yes, uh, on uh, Wednesday night or the burrito you got on Wednesday morning that the wrap basically baked itself onto it. The breakfast burrito it was so hot and so warm that it melted the wrap. Okay, so that wrap burned my fingers. Yes, but it did. I was smart enough to know that it would have burned my mouth. Therefore, I didn't take a bite. You don't normally get scalded by street meat. And not even midnight. Like, how long could they have been cooking this thing? It was early. No, no, oh. it was a little bit later. It, that was uh, the oh, that one. That was the other night. Oh, it yeah. It was the one night. So yeah. it was a little bit later, but it was fine. But yeah, you, yeah. Uh, I decided to just go with my bag of Doritos that was in my room. So I knew I wasn't going to burn myself. First night, I bought a bunch of snacks just for that case alone. And they mm-hmm. were all in my room and I got to enjoy them very well. 30, 30 seconds left. Who's the big name off the board first tomorrow? Uh, okay. I'm going to go defenseman. I, I Look, I, I would like Ryan Graves to be 
first off the board and to the Sabres. I would like that. So Graves are done, but I think go pretty early. Shayna thinks it'll be defense as well. She's believing in Orloff. I think it'll be Bertuzzi, but a close second will be Bunting. So well, let's see how it plays out. And guess what? We'll Did be Bunting around. get a lady being vote like with Jeff Skinner? No? Oh, of course. Wasn't he fourth? <laughs> see you tomorrow for free agency day somewhere on social. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.